Live from the Old Church Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. Looking at me now, you'd never know that I was bullied for a lot of my childhood. That I've had two open heart surgeries. I'm seeking to become a master of mindfulness. And have a mouth that's so gigantic, I can fit my entire fist inside of it. The bullying that I mentioned lightly just then, it really fucked me up. I was a very sensitive and defensive and awkward child, so I became a really easy target for one individual to ruin many years of my life. This individual, Connor Kavan. I remember one day I was sitting in class, and when the door swung open, a kid walked in who I'd never seen before. And as he came in, his long, amazing hair seemed to be blowing in the wind. And he had on the coolest shoes I think I'd ever seen. But the way that I remember it, he didn't even need to use these shoes because he just fucking floated over to his chair like goddamn Prince. (laughs) And so I was instantly jealous. I thought, man, this kid looks so cool. And what was even more important was that he was cool, calm, and collected. And he seemed to have this confidence and charisma that everyone just gravitated towards. And me being that awkward child, God, I wanted that so bad. So I was incredibly jealous of this, and the more and more jealous I became, I became obsessed with him. And I would think about him all the time. I'd be sitting at home, and I would have some issue that I needed to resolve. And I would think, what would Connor do? I mean, I'm just this worthless child, but I mean, Connor has all the solutions. And this obsession became really complicated when I realized that Connor didn't give a flying fuck about me. And he made this very clear. He'd constantly flip me off, tell me to go fuck myself. And he did this thing that really got me where he would shake his head from side to side and sigh and say my name in this incredibly condescending tone. But what really got me the most was how Connor would use crowds of people in order to humiliate me. And when he did so, I felt completely worthless. And it seemed to me that everyone perceived me to be that way as well. Having this coming in externally from my perception, 
I began to work tirelessly to become someone that could please other people. And I was working so hard to get this validation out of others that I didn't know who I was anymore. It was like I was just this speck of dust floating through space with no determination or will. And so as time went on, I was working so hard in school, and I got myself a scholarship to the University of Montana. So I thought, well, Missoula seems like a pretty nice town. There's tons of skiing, which is the real reason I'm going to college anyways. And no Connor. So I said, let's go, baby. And me and my parents hopped in our Toyota van, and we headed over to western Montana. And as I hopped out and I stared up big sky country, I thought to myself, this is the start of something new. And my God, it was. For a whole two days. <laughs> it was on that third day that I was sitting in my new gigantic shared dorm with my roommate and my then perceived to be best friend, Jamie. And I casually mentioned to Jamie that I come from a Jewish family. And there it was, without any hesitation, that Jamie turns to me and he goes, Oh, you never should have told me that. I'm absolutely going to destroy you now. And so it was. When he wasn't calling me that weird heart condition kid, it was either Das Juden or Jew Bagel. And this made me angry. And as angry as this made me, and believe you me, I thought about it a lot, it didn't scare me the way that his physical aggression did. The first time I saw any of this, we were at a friend's house, sitting in the backyard, and after Jamie got into a short disagreement with another individual there, he started shouting, he got up to his feet, and he took off running straight for the fence and went right through it. I'm not shitting you, it was like Roadrunner in the TV show when he would run through a canyon wall and you would see the feathers, the outline from his feathers on the top of the fence. Well, in the canyon wall, but in this case, it was his hair follicles that had gone right through the fence. And so, watching this, I realized two things. Number one, Jamie is strong as fuck. Number two, he would use that physical strength to take out his anger on other things or other people. <sighs> this is why I was absolutely scared shitless the night that he took it out on me. We were in our apartment, and after we got into a little tiff about something, he took off into his room and he began to pace back and forth. 
And I could hear him breathing heavily like this as he was cursing at me. I don't even remember what it was that he said, but he was going on and on and on, and he was getting more and more angry as he cycled through this. And so eventually, I said to him, dude, you got to calm down. That didn't go so well. (laughs) And so as I'm sitting there in our dark apartment, it's nighttime, and I'm staring into the frame of his bedroom, I see his two squinty eyes jut into the frame. And as he begins to stare at me, those eyes begin to tremble. And he pierces me with an absolute fiery anger and hatred, which I had never seen directed at me in my entire life. And before we get into how I was absolutely obliterated that night, it's important to know what had been going on with me prior to this. So, let's rewind six months, and it is November, my second month in college. It was in this month that I had received a new heart problem, and along with that little addition to my other ones that I had stored away, I was given some new heart medication. And as the doctor put it, ah, it's no big deal. You should just probably quit drinking alcohol for the rest of your life. And me being the freshman in college, stare back at him with a fake smile and think to myself, yeah, it's no big deal, just the end of my fucking life. So, I grew very sad. Drinking was my social outlet, and I didn't have really great friends at that point anyways. I began smoking weed all the time and just started to mope around. And one of the few friends who I did have at the time saw me in this state and said, Kyle, you can't live like this. You're absolutely dreadful to be around. (laughs) And I'm concerned for your well-being. So he said, I think I have something for you. I was all ears. And so in his apartment, we sat down on the floor, closed our eyes, and focused on our breath for 20 minutes. Just meditated. Not much time had elapsed before I began to feel a sensation in my body that I couldn't describe. This sensation began to grow and began pulsating throughout my entire body. And I knew that this was for me. I started meditating twice daily, and along with this, all of those Terrible thoughts that I had constantly racing around in my mind, telling me I wasn't good enough. I needed to be more like this person. They all began to disappear. My mind went calm 
and so did I. And now back to those little eyes. <laughs> Jamie comes darting in at me full speed, and when he makes contact, my legs swing up into the air, and I go flying back and splat against the wall. And as I make contact, I crumple into a ball on the ground. Jamie sees me, and he saunters over real slowly, and then sticks his finger out, and through closed teeth, he mutters, stay down, you fucking pussy. So I did just the opposite. Getting up, I made myself as big as I could, as if I were going to attack a full-grown grizzly bear. And I walked over to him and said, you will never lay a finger on me again. I swear to God, if you ever call me a pussy, a heart condition kid, or a Jew bagel, or even so much as insinuate any of those things, I will move out and never speak to you again. And as I'm staring at him, this uncontrollable anger that seemed to possess him transformed into an uncontrollable sadness. He began to sob so hard that he was sniffling and the tears and snot were melding in his mustache. And watching him look so pathetic, I felt amazing. And I just floated on out of there, got into my bed, and fell asleep at ease. It was in this moment that I discovered that I could be my real self and live with the consequences. And it felt good. So I began to chase that. I traveled to 20-plus countries, worked as an English teacher. Along the way, I made many friends, became fluent in Spanish, and picked up several new hobbies. The most important thing, though, I continued meditating. <laughs> and as I got deeper and deeper into this practice, I finally began to form a sense of dignity. I realized that I care about me more than I care about what others think of me. And now, I know who I am. And no one will ever take that away from me again. Thank you.